0: Hi, welcome to 724 Life. I'm Lee Towns. I'm the pastor and founder uh, of 724 Life, and uh, here it is our commitment and desire to help you experience and follow Jesus seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Hey, today uh, I want to talk about something that uh, I think all of us face in our life, and I think in reality we probably would say it's one of the harder things, if not the hardest at times uh, that we have to do in life, and it's this whole idea of waiting. Uh, you know, uh, I think that you can listen to music and find out what's going on in the world. Uh, music is one of those great barometers uh, that tells us uh, how a culture's thinking and what's going on in a culture at a given moment in time. I think that's true about worship music too. I think you can listen to worship music and and kind of figure out what the What the things are that we as followers of Jesus are thinking about and and stressing about or celebrating or uh, going through at a given time. And uh, recently in particular, I've noticed that there is an increasing number of songs that talk about this idea of waiting. I've got to be honest, I hate waiting. I think that I am one of the most impatient people that God ever created. I was, as a child, not good at waiting for things. And as I became an adult, I was even less good at waiting. And yet an awful lot of life has that feeling, doesn't it? That there are are just things that we're waiting for. As I think about that, as it relates to my spiritual life, and and wrestle with that in my own spiritual life, I'm aware that maybe the grand narrative of following Jesus is a story of waiting. I think, just my observation, kind of reading into cultural trends, I think that we have subliminally, been on a mission to eliminate waiting. I think we have viewed waiting as a very negative thing and we shouldn't have to wait. You know, we should have it as instant as we can make it. I I remember when I got married, uh, we were in an era. I know I'm going to date myself, but we were in an era where we were transitioning from ovens and stoves to microwaves. And I remember buying a microwave for my wife and for us to, you know, be able to have food faster because in that season in life, we had lots going on. I don't think it's changed. We still have lots going on. And now microwave is a fixture and we're used to meals that are fast. We sell products like Instapots that suggest in their name that things are fast. We we have prime delivery to our house. And I don't know about you, but I love it when I click on my Amazon account and I'm buying something and it says, if you order in the next few minutes or next couple hours, you can have it today. I ordered something uh, not too long ago that, that I wanted, and, and within 24 hours, actually it was within 10 hours, I, I ordered it in the morning, and before dark, uh, it was at my house. Uh, we, we want instant on with our phones and our computers, and we talk about how fast they boot up and how quickly they respond. Uh, we want um, immediate response, don't we? We don't do good at waiting. And so we've been carving away at this waiting thing that's in our world and making it less and less and less and less and less. And I I think there are some destructive realities about eliminating waiting because I think we've underestimated uh, waiting. And I've been thinking about this. And so today, I'd love to take a few minutes and share with you my thoughts about waiting. Welcome to the 724 Life Podcast. I'm Lee Towns, the founder and pastor of 724 Life. At 724 Life, we are committed to helping you passionately follow Jesus seven days a week, 24 hours a day in every area of your life. Please be sure that you are fully connected with us by following and liking our Facebook and Instagram accounts at 724 Life Ministry. Also, subscribe and like our YouTube channel at 724life, or you can follow me on Vimeo at Lee Towns. And of course, subscribe to and like this podcast. On these podcasts, we'll be sharing teaching and conversations about how you can experience and follow Jesus in every area of your life, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So let's get started today. Thanks for joining us. So one of the most difficult things that we have to do in life is wait. I, I, in particular, am not good at waiting. In fact, I, I think I'm a pretty impatient person. And the older I get, I think the more impatient I am. When I was a kid, I, I didn't wait well for Christmas or any other big thing for that matter. As I got older, I couldn't wait, hardly wait to get my driver's license. And, and, and you know, the big events just kind of go on and on. Waiting is, has been such a challenge and continues to be such a challenge. You know, I think you can listen to the music of a culture and, uh, and you can find out what's going on in a culture, what the, what the angst and the pains and the anxieties and the celebrations are at a given moment by listening to the, the themes of music. I think that's true with faith and music as it relates to faith. We call it worship music. And recently I've noticed that there's an awful lot of worship music about waiting right now. Uh, some of that is fairly obvious. We've kind of been in that season, but I, I think we're in a moment where waiting uh, is a big deal. and uh, And I think, to be honest, as I look back over my life and I look at the way we operate as a culture, that we have this tendency to see waiting as a villain, and waiting is something that we need to get rid of in our life, or at least get rid of as much as possible. I remember early in my marriage, and uh, this is going to date me, but uh, I remember culture was making a transition from stoves and ovens to microwaves. And my wife and I bought a microwave because we needed food fast. (laughs) Uh, Now we buy things that are labeled to suggest that we don't have to wait. Instapots. Uh, We go to Amazon and we make our order and I don't know about you, but I love when I've got the option to have it same day. Not too long ago, I ordered something in the morning and before dark, it was at my house and I thought that was awesome. We wanted to eliminate or we want to eliminate the waiting. We want our computers and our phones and our tablets, we want them to be instant on. We want, we just, we want to get rid of waiting and we have to a certain degree villainized the concept of waiting saying that waiting is an unnecessary part of life, and the more we can get rid of it, the better it is. But I I want to suggest today that maybe waiting is something we need to hang on to. That there is something about waiting that uh, we need. Something about waiting that uh, is inherently good for us. I'm Lee Towns, and I'm the founder and pastor here at 724 Life. And it's our desire to connect with you in such a way that we can assist you in following Jesus seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And today, we're going to talk about waiting. Thanks for joining me. So this idea of waiting, I've thought about this recently a lot. One, I'm in a season in my life where there are several things for which I'm waiting. And I've been listening to music and been reminded that The lament of our culture seems to be around the idea of waiting. And so as I find myself in a particularly challenging time because I don't wait well, uh, I have found myself also reflective about this whole idea of waiting. And as I've thought about it, uh, as it relates to our faith and following Jesus, I am becoming increasingly aware and convinced that the grand narrative of following Jesus is built on the idea of waiting. If you think about the Bible and the story of the Bible, there's an awful lot of waiting. Whether it says wait or abide or persevere or remain, there is an awful lot of the story that's waiting. Certainly there's the big picture in the Old Testament, the, the people waited for the Messiah and in the New Testament were waiting for the return of Jesus. And so there's certainly that grand theme of waiting. But then as you just dive down into the story of God as it relates to his interaction with we, his creation, his children, you discover there's an awful lot of waiting. David, in a psalm that recently was a part of my quiet time, in Psalm 5, writes this. He says, "Um, listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and I wait expectantly. And then as you start to read through those psalms, you hear repeatedly a wait lament or a wait uh, declaration made by David. And as I've thought about waiting, I've thought about several things. There is this grand story of waiting that is a part of following Jesus. And and I'm wondering and have come to the conclusion after study that waiting is fundamentally good for us. Waiting does a number of things. And I know that uh, you are not unfamiliar with waiting because that is as common to humanity as breathing. We all are finding ourselves at seasons in a position of waiting. And if we're following Jesus, we're all finding ourselves in a position where we find God saying to us, wait, wait, wait. And there are some incredible and powerful promises that come to those who wait because wait has benefits. As I've thought about this, I've asked myself this question So, what is the benefit of waiting? Because Here's what I, I want to say in kind of a big picture thing is that waiting is not just merely good for us because it makes us tough. I think sometimes we think that. We think, yeah, you need to wait because it just makes you tough, you know? And then we have a value for toughness, and, and so waiting makes us tough. And there's no doubt that that's kind of the case. But waiting does more. And I think fundamentally, waiting is a key component to character development. Whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, waiting has an effect on all of us that develops a certain measure of character qualities in us that we would all desire to have. And so as I've thought about that, I've thought, well, if waiting is a part of character development, but yet we are working to eliminate waiting, aren't we in some ways damaging character development? And as you think about it, I think you might agree with me. Let, me. let me just tell you a few things that, as I was journaling about what waiting might do for us, that I thought of. Certainly, waiting strengthens our commitment. You know, that's that toughness. Uh, waiting forces us to, to think through what it is we're waiting for. And, and in that waiting, our strength is built. The Bible talks about that. Isaiah writes, it says, they that wait upon the Lord, they will renew their strength. Now, I think that promise is more than just it makes us stronger. But for the purpose of just this moment, let's agree that waiting, it strengthens us. It strengthens our commitment. In fact, let me take it a step further. I think one of the things that waiting strengthens is our commitment to trust. Because waiting fundamentally is saying, Whoever I'm dependent upon for the delivery of what I'm waiting for, I'm trusting you. In the waiting, I, I inherently or implicitly have to trust the provision of whoever is going to provide that which I'm waiting for. So so waiting, it just intensifies, it increases. It strengthens our commitment. And one of those commitments is our commitment to trust. Waiting not only does that, but waiting clarifies and purifies what it is we want. Have you ever done this? I've got to have something. Click on Amazon. Go find it. You get it. And find out, yeah, I'm not using that near as much as I thought I would. Or I don't need that as much as I thought I did. We've all done that. We've all had those moments where where we've just gone and gotten it and had the immediate satisfaction of wanting and then found out, and once we got it, that we really didn't want it as much as we thought. We didn't need it as much as we thought. What waiting does is it purifies that. Waiting clarifies and purifies our wants. That's powerful. If you stop and think about that, sometimes... In the waiting, we shed those things we don't need, but they could not be shed unless we went through that period of waiting. See, waiting clarifies for us. Waiting not only does that, but waiting prepares us for other seasons of waiting. Waiting is an inevitable part of the human experience. And so a little waiting now gets us ready for a little more waiting later. Waiting does this. It keeps us looking forward. You know, when we're waiting, we don't do a whole lot of backward glancing. We do forward looking because we're looking for the fulfillment of that which we are longing for. It, 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 in fact, I would say it like this, that, that it keeps us hope-filled. Waiting, because we've made a commitment to trust, so here's this commitment piece, and because we focused on what we really want, waiting injects hope into our life i I know that doesn't if you're in a season for waiting of waiting like me, it doesn't seem that way. It seems like waiting dissipates hope, but in fact, the effect of waiting in our life is that it increases our hope. not only that, but waiting keeps us or renews us in our strength and our energy. Let me explain that because. I find myself at times, particularly in this season, going, I'm just so tired. This waiting is exhausting. Have you ever felt that way? Well, the truth is that waiting keeps us from laboring at something that's not necessary. Waiting actually causes us to pause. Waiting allows us to regroup, regather, renew. So when Isaiah says, They that wait upon the Lord, they'll renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. They'll walk and not be weary. They'll run and not faint. That that whole idea is based on the fact that when we wait, when we put whatever it is we're working at on pause, then we find ourselves being renewed. And because we're renewed, when the satisfaction of our waiting comes, we can embrace it and engage in it with far greater intensity, passion, and energy. Which leads me to the last benefit of waiting. Waiting sweetens the reward. I I think about it like this. I, I eat a banana every day for breakfast. And I go to the store and I get bananas. And sometimes I get bananas that aren't quite ready. Because we needed to get it to market. Or I bought it because I needed a banana. You know, that kind of thing. And they're still green. And you peel that banana back and and it's almost crunchy if you get it too green and it and it doesn't have uh, much flavor in fact it, sometimes it has a kind of a sour flavor if you eat it when it's really green but when you wait you wait for that banana to turn yellow so i'll bring home that green banana and say oh it's not ready yet it's not ready yet and so i'll wait until it turns yellow and then that banana peels easily It's softer and it's sweeter. I have thought about this a lot because I have this anti-weighting tendency in me. And in that anti-weighting tendency, I'll rush to something and and I'll get satisfaction, but it won't be as sweet as I thought it would be. You know, the greater the weight, the sweeter the reward. I've just found this to be true. The stuff I've waited longer for, and when I say wait, I I don't mean just sitting in the car honking the horn waiting, but I mean going through my life, actively seeking God, doing some of the things that I'm going to tell you in just a few minutes that we do while we wait. That is, I actively have waited. The longer I've waited, the more active I've been in the wait process, the sweeter it is when the satisfaction comes. And some of us, we miss the sweetness of the satisfaction because we've rushed the result. Uh, I I was listening to an interview with Tim Keller. Tim Keller is a pastor in New York City and uh, recently discovered that his time is limited. He has pancreatic cancer and, and, and so he's very aware of that limited amount of time that he has. And in the interview, he talked about some things God was doing in him. And he talked about God being at work in him. And he felt this strong sense that God was saying to him, I have let you know the end chapter rather than just taking you suddenly. Because you living with that knowledge that your days are limited, I'm doing something in you that makes you more like me. I was struck not just by the richness of that step for him in This season of life, but I was struck by the reminder that God is always working to accomplish something in you. And it may not even be something that you know you need. It may not be something that you would look at and say, I want, but God is working to make you more like Him as you follow Him seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And in His working to make you more like Him, God knows that for us as human beings, there is a benefit, a healthy benefit weight. I don't like that <laughs> any more than I like eating vegetables as opposed to eating chocolate cake. But I eat my vegetables because I know they do things that make me healthier. It's a that's a very simple childlike example, but but here's the truth. God is working in you and He's working in me as his followers to create something in us that is pleasing, that is for him that brings glory to him because it's all about him. And so in the waiting, he's not punishing us. He's not being cruel to us. He's not just trying to make us tough, but in the waiting, he's creating something in you and in me that brings glory to him. So what do we do in the waiting? You may find yourself today in a place where there's something in your life that that you're waiting for. Something that you, that makes you say, this is a season of waiting. Something that makes you resonate with songs of waiting. I, I've kind of thought about that a bit even in my own life. And I've come up with uh, several things that we should do in the waiting. And let me just share them with you as we wrap up this uh, video. As I think about David saying, Lord, I, I make my request and then I wait expectantly through the day. There's a reality that says David or that David is saying, God, I am waiting, and in the waiting, I'm going to be active. And so I started asking some questions. So what do you do in the waiting? And and what did David do in the waiting? You know, in one of the Psalms, he writes this, he says, God, I am waiting for you. And as I am waiting for you, I will continue to walk in your way. In fact, he says it like this. It's Psalm 100. I mean, pardon me. Psalm 37, verse 34. He says, wait for the Lord and keep his way. So here's what I have to tell you. In the waiting, you keep pursuing godliness. Let God create his holiness, his righteousness in you. You keep doing the right things. In the waiting, what should we do? We should continue to increase our Christ-like behavior. We should continue to increase our Christ-like character. We should continue to increase our godliness. We need to keep doing his ways, keep following his ways. That's one thing. So keep being godly. Pursue godliness. Here's the second thing, as I've thought about the waiting. I've thought about this, that in the waiting, waiting does not preclude my serving. In the waiting, I think God wants us to lean in to giving ourselves away. In the waiting, God wants us to, to serve. So in the waiting, we need to find something that's outside us, that's something that's bigger than us. Let me tell you one of the benefits of that that when we lean in to something that is outside us, something that's bigger than us, when we serve, we give ourselves away in some fashion, well, then it prohibits us. It builds a fence, a barrier, a protection around us to keep us from lamenting our condition, to keep us from uh, uh, fixating on this pause, to keep us from feeling sorry for ourselves. It allows us to Put in context that which we're waiting for. It allows us to continue to refine that which we are hoping for. It, can, it allows us to, to rejoice in the steps that are being made towards the fulfillment of that weight. And it allows us to continue to be godly. So follow his ways. You know, keep following. Keep becoming godly. Keep serving or step into service if you're not serving now. I would say to you, if you're in a waiting period, how are you serving others? Here's the third thing: in the waiting, we ought to find ways to choose joyful gratitude. Now, here's what I mean by that: uh, there's an awful lot of music about, you know, while I'm waiting, I'll be singing. While I'm waiting, I'll be worshiping, and I think that is on target. That that while we're waiting we find ways to celebrate God's faithfulness that makes the waiting far more beneficial in our life and so uh, it may not be for song in song for you you know for some people it is in song but but it could be just this simple exercise i i have in this season of waiting for myself i have employed this as i am waiting I am going to face every day with a choice to be joyfully grateful. Not begrudgingly grateful. Not, okay, I should say thanks. You know, you remember when you were a kid? Maybe you didn't have this experience. I did. When you were a kid and you were being taught to pray and you were really hungry and and your parents were saying, well, we need to pray before we eat. God is great. God is good. Let's thank for our food. Were you really thankful or were you just saying what you needed to say in order to get to eat? begrudgingly giving away that gratitude. I, I've found in my own life that there are lots of tendencies towards that. Okay, God, I'm supposed to say I'm grateful. Okay, God, I'm supposed to say I'm thankful. Okay, God, I'm supposed to you know, smile. <laughs> no, I am learning to find those places where I can say, oh, God showed up. God did something here. Can I tell you a real practical example? Uh, one of the ways that I am working uh, to financially make ends meet in this season of startup is I'm driving for Uber Eats. Now, I got to be honest, it wasn't my goal as a child to be a delivery driver. And yet, I am finding great joy in it. And let me tell you two ways I'm finding great joy. I'm choosing to be joyfully grateful. One, it is manna from heaven. I have no control over how God provides other than I say yes when the request comes in. In a few days, I'm going to post a, a, a fun little um, uh, video about life hacks from Uber Eats. But uh, for today, just only, only God can control when those things come in. And I just wait for it. And like the children in the Old Testament, it's manna from heaven. And that delights me to pause and say, Look, God is providing my need. But here's the second way that I'm finding joy in the middle of this. I I love when I get to say to someone, you have a great day. I love when I get to walk into restaurants and, you know, I'm with restaurant workers who are busy and frenetic and they've had angry customers and they've had stressful experiences. I love when I get to say, you know what? You're doing a great job. Have a great day. I love when I get to meet someone at the door and say, here, here, here's your dinner or here's your lunch, and I hope your day is amazing. And I'm finding joy in serving in that way. I'm finding joy in this moment that I'm in. Yeah, I'm finding that the waiting is far easier when I choose to find places to be joyfully grateful. Here's the last thing. David says, Lord, in the morning, I make my request to you and I wait all day long expecting you to reward my waiting. He doesn't stop saying to God, hey, God, this is what I'm waiting for. He doesn't stop working towards the accomplishment and the fulfillment of that thing for which he has waited, whether long or brief. He, he continues in the process of saying, God, I'm here before you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm desirous of this, and I believe that you're going to meet this need. I am waiting on you. It reminds me of something Paul wrote, all of those four things, that that idea of choosing joyful gratefulness, that idea of serving others, that idea of waiting actively, saying God, here I am, and that idea of pursuing uh, godliness, increasing my righteousness by imparting in my life God's righteousness, by following him. It reminds me in Galatians chapter 6, Paul writes it like this. He says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. That's a waiting verse. He says, listen, in the waiting, you keep doing some things. Because waiting is doing something in you. In the waiting, pursue his ways, follow him, be godly in the waiting give yourself away serve in the waiting joyfully be grateful and in the waiting you keep waiting don't give up because at just the right time when waiting has accomplished in you what god wants to accomplish you'll find your reward Thank you so much for joining us today for our 724 Life podcast. We hope that it has been helpful as you endeavor to follow Jesus seven days a week, 24 hours a day in every part of your life. Be sure you subscribe to this podcast so that you can hear future episodes. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 724 Life Ministry and subscribe and like our YouTube channel at 724 Life. I hope you have a great day and we look forward to seeing you next time.